0: Before we begin, I would like to invite on stage Mrs. Yara Asmar, Yara the home. Woo. Yara is the senior uh, project manager at uh, uh, Frederic uh, Norman Foundation, and she will tell us a little bit about the foundation and their goals.
1: Hi, good evening. My um, name is Yara Asmar. I'm the senior project manager at Frederic Noman Foundation. Uh, it's a German uh, political foundation, but it's not political. It's not political the Lebanese way, it's the German way. We are an interactive platform for innovators, innovators in the field of entrepreneurship, in the fields of politics, and in, in the field of uh, academia and social sciences. We are not this initiative and not build a of African rights. كريم لبنان. لأنو رأينا اللي مروح عليها آه تو آه it's more related to stories of success. يعني عملت هيك عملت هيك بصوت نجحت بس in هو تعمل من A يمكن وقع شي 300 مرة يمكن سر 700 مرة. يمكن خسر شي أم كل مرة إنه يضع um hopefully you will enjoy it. We have really good uh, speakers tonight. Uh, I would like to um, like thank my biggest fuck up Nadim uh, who recently joined the foundation and this is technically his first event. So he did a great job. Uh, this was my fuck up. Okay, that was I just for <laughs> up um, Thank you for coming and I would like also to thank Founders Bay. Uh especially Elias <laughs> and it
2: feels really weird so, Elias, please introduce us to Founders Bay. Uh, Hi everyone, welcome to Founders Bay uh, Thank you FNF, OG for organizing this event uh, Thank you for the speakers uh, for joining us uh, on this night uh, Choosing Founders Bay was not random at all uh, at Founders Day, we believe in uh, failing forward. We believe in uh, sharing experiences and learning from past mistakes. I'm uh, a uh, community, uh, collaborative uh, community at Founders Day. We uh, were more than excited to do it at Founders uh, Day. So please come in. I know we are all here for the free pizza and free beers, but it's in the kitchen. Have a great night and uh, enjoy the time.
0: nothing is free there's a catch and the catch is that you have to listen to earn your pizza and beer well the beer I think you can go grab some so you can make uh, chill while you're listening to our speakers tonight so uh, our first speaker is uh, Paul Sauber he's the co-founder and uh, CEO at uh, Itop Itop was one of the very very first platforms in the region to try to uh, democratize the process of speaking to doctors and trying to get actual advice from doctors online which is not something easy to do yet even around the world it's not something that's easily accessible um, uh, I met them a few years back when they started in sequence at sequence uh, which was the first accelerator in uh, Lebanon had the same have a sequence we have any sequence? It's the first generation of entrepreneurs uh, in the country. Well, the the, the new age entrepreneurs is other Um So, uh, Paul, share your fuck up. You. Hello, everyone.
2: Like I said, I'm Paul. Uh, I'm one of the co founders of ETO. So, we created ETOB in around 2012 to connect doctors that based online in London. Um, First, let me just give you some background of myself. I grew up in Saudi. I was in the French school in Jeddah. I actually met someone today who was responsible for our library when I was 11 years old. And um, I then moved to AUB. I uh, got my Bachelor in Business Administration. Uh, And even back then, I was constantly thinking, I want to start my own company. I didn't know what it meant back then, but that's what I wanted to do. I was passionate about that. Uh, I graduated, I found out a very tough time to find a job, it took me like 8 months to find a job. Um, I landed a job at PwC where I stayed for a year, I got promoted in a year which was amazing but that was when I started my education. Uh, the reason behind that is I saw ads about secrets on Facebook. And they were looking for founders to start their own company, and they would give us $76,000 in investment, which sounded amazing. And when I got accepted, I went into see Venice and started my journey for Etob. Uh, so, let me start with fuck ups number one and two. Uh, so, while applying for Etob, I was sitting with my girlfriend now, ex girlfriend, at home, and uh, we were brainstorming about ideas to to that accelerator program, which was one of the first in Lebanon. Um, and during that time, she had some back pain and some chest pain, and we didn't know what it was, and we didn't know which specialist contact. So she came up with the idea, why, why not do something around healthcare? And we applied, and we got in the program. So the first fuck up is, if you're not passionate about what you're going to spend like, 24 hours a day working on, do not work on it. So I, I'm, not a, uh, I'm not someone who knows anything about healthcare, and at the same time, um, I'm not passionate about healthcare. I know it's important to each one of us, but I'm not passionate about it. And that created a lot of issues uh, going forward in the four and a half years that I worked on e The second fuck up
3: is basically try not to start a company with your girlfriend. A lot of issues come up, so you
2: cannot divide between your personal time or uh, the time you spend at work. Uh, For example, uh, Salah can contact Dr. Karam to uh, answer this question, or because there's that point. So, a lot of advice, a lot of issues come up from work and after work. Um, Fuck up number three. Uh, so, we were very excited that we got into Sequence uh, Accelerator, and uh, it turns out that the term sheet we signed was one of the worst term sheets that you can ever see, and I'm willing to bet on that. Uh, basically, it wasn't $76,000, it was half in cash, half in kind. Uh, the in kind part was office space for three months, which is $35,000. I don't know for three months so what office is that. Uh, and Like, If you want to take the other terms in the agreement, uh, you have, for example, a 30% uh, stake for a sequence and non-dilution in the following round. Uh, If you're not aware of non-dilution, it's uh, once you get another round after the first one, um, the shares you give to the new investors uh, will only reduce your own shares and not sequence the shares. And that created a lot of issues. Uh, three, like I can think of two or three right now. First one is uh, lower motivation for the entire founding team. They have uh, less incentive to work on the startup because after the third round, uh, each one of us had very small equity in the firm. Uh, the second thing is it creates a lot of issues when you're trying to raise a round with a new investors. So uh, they're aware that your incentive will go down uh, as your shares are going down. And uh, it makes all of the negotiations a lot harder. So that's the second fuck-up. Um, the third fuck-up was uh, try to choose uh, your team wisely. Uh, we were four co-founders. Uh, it was the first time each, any one of us had started a company or knew what, what it was. Uh, I remember in 2011, it was the first time I heard the term startup, and you didn't know what it was back then. Uh, and for, to have four founders and the eldest is like three years old with no experience whatsoever, that was a big problem. Not that you cannot start a company when you're young, you can and it can work out, uh, but it's very difficult to do so. Uh, we had a lot of good elements in the team, but we didn't have a comprehensive or let's say uh, a well-rounded uh, number of skill sets that are required to double start. Ford, um, it has to do mainly with underestimating the time required to uh, get some funding and underestimating uh, the delays you get because of all the regulatory hurdles and level. Um, so, even if you want to apply for a bank account for a new company, it takes a lot of time. Uh, for the funding, uh, for during our first round, it took us a year to actually close that round after we had signatures to our term sheets from seven different investors. So I, we had to find the investors, convince them of the startup, uh, sign the term with them, and negotiate the terms with them. After we did all of that, it took us a year to actually get the money uh, because of all of the legal paperwork that needed to be done. And during that time, you're just delaying a lot of features. You're delaying hiring people. You're delaying a lot of other things uh, just because you don't have money. Uh, we max out our credit cards. We had to handle several freelancing projects to pay back these credit cards, and it created a lot of issues. So, a startup by itself is very risky. So imagine also having to deal with all of that and pushing and delaying a lot of things, and plus we have the team's motivation that is going down during that time. Uh, so it created a lot of issues. Fuck up number five. Um, we we were bought into this entire startup buzz where. Every single conference about startups, we used to go uh, at that conference, uh, Paul is a speaker, at that conference John is a speaker, trying to get as much exposure as possible to that ecosystem. And I think uh, this is utter bullshit. Uh, Whichever event you go to, to a startup event, it's either to get investors, but you can meet them elsewhere, and it's a huge waste of time. Instead, what we should have done is go to conferences where you can actually find doctors and get them signed on on the platform, get some other partners, get some clients, and uh, something that would actually be beneficial to the business rather than just go and feed into that startup buzz that you have, especially in Lebanon. Uh, so you have people, all of they, all they do in this startup series, just go from one event to the other without ever accomplishing anything. Five or six. 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 <laughs> six. Oh, good. Listen. So, fuck up number six. Uh, it has to do mainly with uh, trying to build the perfect product early on. So, we had this amazing product in mind, and we weren't willing to launch anything before we had uh, a lot of these features developed. And it took us a lot of time to actually uh, publish our second version because the first one. The good thing about Sequence is that it pushed us to actually launch within three months. Uh, but the bad thing is that after we left for Sequence, uh, nobody was directing us, no, you're taking too much time to launch this feature or that product, and you don't need it to be that perfect. And it wasted a lot of time while we should have focused more on how are we're going to make money, how are we going to sustain ourselves. Uh, number six or seven? Seven. So, fuck up number seven. Fuck up number seven is mainly related to uh, not pivoting early enough. So we launched initially ETOPE as a and a classroom. We had doctors answering questions asked by different users, mainly in Lebanon and the region. Uh, so we were, we were thinking, okay, how can we monetize that? Maybe you can put some premium features where people pay $6, they can attach some medical records, they can attach pictures, and they get a more detailed answer from the doctor. But to do that, six hours, what is dollars going to do to you unless you have a critical mass uh, we don't have physical maximum and traction, what you need is to pour in a lot of money on marketing and advertising online, which we didn't have. So it turns out, like, after three months of launching this feature, you only have, like, 20, 50 maximum questions, uh, paid questions per per month. Okay, that's good. We started uh, approaching insurance companies and other other, uh, companies that are interested in healthcare, reaching out to patients and doctors, and uh, they started putting ads on our website. But for that, you also need to play the, this spread game where you're, where you're paying for a lot of ads and you're also getting money for ads, and this spread between what you're paying for and what you're getting is very minimal. So you need at least millions of pages per month to, to be able to actually monetize that. Uh, after that, we, uh, after that didn't work out, we thought, okay, so. How can we get actual recurring uh, paid uh, revenues? So we reached out, we came up with this idea, and I think it's still a great idea, where we uh, approached insurance companies, and we offered them some value-added services to their health policyholders. Uh, One of these services is connecting their claims database to our service, to ETO, where uh, one of their uh, health policyholders would come into ETO and look at his entire medical history and the days he actually was admitted to the hospital, what was the diagnosis, what were the symptoms? We have like one minute left. One minute left. And, uh, and we actually signed a deal with one of the biggest insurers in Lebanon. And he pulled back uh, the same month we were launching. So we worked on that, on these features for a year, and then they pulled back the last month. And that's where I said to myself, because of my passion for healthcare, I have to stop. Um, So, one minute to start. Okay, so, two last The First one is, uh, it has to do with when we got admitted to 500 Startups in San Francisco. So we knew things weren't going like we wanted to, and we thought 500 Startup, we would get some advice, some push, some change in the way we were doing things. And we learned a lot from the experience, but what we were, where we went from is that we believed that we could approach U.S. investors to fund us and come back to Lebanon and continue working with more funds. And it turns out that no U.S. investor will ever invest in a startup that is not like, two three blocks away from him, let alone in the Middle East. The last fuck up, which I'm still paying for until today, uh, was uh, it has to do with the so we took on a couple of to have, to have more runway before we can actually be launched with uh, this insurance company here. Um, and it, as soon as they cut the deal or stopped the deal, we found ourselves with no funds to pay back the loan. And we're still working until today to settle that with the lap. Uh, now it's not a, it's fine, we're good. <laughs> it's not a big amount, so it's fine. Uh, from all of these fuck-ups yes, we failed building this uh, health uh, doctor and uh, patient platform, but we learned a lot. And uh, I actually got my job today at, uh, at this consulting firm because one of the investors was the general manager of uh, of this consulting firm. And when he saw that things weren't working out, he hired me, and I'm very happy at my job. And I can see um, the level of competence between me and some of my peers because I went through that experience. So you have a lot of people who spent 10 years in consulting and they lack a lot of this side that you learn from a startup where you have to wear everyday different hats and you also touch base on a lot of different sections uh, in a business. So we worked on legal, we worked on finance, we worked on investments, we worked on healthcare, we worked on uh, tech. So this entire uh, spectrum of skills that you learn in a startup you cannot ever acquire it anywhere else and I'm very interested mm-hmm.
3: uh,
2: it's a series of unfortunate turned out to, to be fortunate Thank you so, the, the, okay.
0: That's, 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 that's okay Thank you Paul. Uh, we'll take some questions I start while you warm up and you decide about your questions but well, was there a point and when you look back was there a point uh, that now you wish that you decided to give up back then and not waste more time or do you think it just happened gracefully and no? so
2: it meant to end at one point eventually um. So yes, there were there was several times where I thought, okay, I have to pull the plug, and I did it. Because I refused to fail, and I wanted to give it my best to be actually to accomplish something and make it work. Um, but when I actually pulled the plug, it was because I was literally burnt up. So I had spent at least six months um, where every day I'm waking up very tired. Uh, I couldn't even talk to people. I was depressed, my, my sister actually called had completely depressionist. So it was it was very bad at some point where I literally had to pull the plug because I had no other way. That, like I couldn't do otherwise. So you just know when you need to pull the plug. We are too scared to just pull the plug, and we think that we didn't do
0: enough, so we just tried to keep doing. Yeah, that you, know, you could keep digging yourself. Exactly, until it happened for it, a long time. Um, guys, any questions to uh, Paul?
2: To start up again mm. yeah, <laughs> the same field same
3: startup
2: no, 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 no. like right now or if I go back and do what I do no. it again
3: from now I would definitely
2: sort of start up again but uh, I would do it like a lot differently and I would make sure about a lot of things before I actually jump into it Was it your first startup yeah I was 22 years old yes yes. yes. Uh, what's life lifetime on the startup? How long did it take to you know, start it off and then finish it? Uh, okay. I worked on it for uh, around four years and a half, five years. Okay. And uh, to actually close it, we're still in yeah, the that's process. What, that's why I was asking you this. Can you close it, now is it offline now? Are you going to find it? Or are that's you go online? Uh, no, we're not working on it. But it's still online? Yeah, it's still online. Like we, we have a Facebook page and all of that. We didn't even pay for the wage. It's still okay. yeah. active since 2016. It's Any questions? Well, like so. um, just one. And
3: while you were speaking, I just went and checked a bit. So I love the idea, but I think maybe there was something wrong in the marketing process or in the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> I, I believe. Um, you, know, you shouldn't. Maybe you know better, but maybe you shouldn't surrender on this and try to reactivate it because this is the future of we're living in a phase where you can have RoboDoc at any time you can uh, call or connect to the internet and talk to to your your doctor to your RoboDoc so maybe with the AI with what's going on now it can be reactivated in a way or another so uh, it's really I thank you for sharing this experience Uh, but I, I believe that you can
2: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So basically when uh, this insurance company pulled out, I could still go back and pitch to other insurance companies and I could have actually uh, tried to make it it work. Uh, I was at a time, like someone now said, I wasn't passionate about the idea. That's one. And two, I was at a time where I was burnt out. Uh, Even right now, I think about, okay, let me go back and work on YouTube to try to make it succeed now. I might be able to but I'm not passionate about the idea and I refuse to waste any more years or something you am not passionate
3: about. Recruit people who are passionate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not easy, but it's
3: not <laughs> easy. No, no, it's not <laughs> not just go
0: alone and take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, do we have any, we can we have time on, for one more question. So, yeah. So, yeah. Did
2: your other people found stay with duty band or were... So some of them left earlier, some of them uh, Three of us stayed until the end until so we just sat together and decided okay, to get that first to put Plus, uh, there were some developments in the lives of each one of us, so it was it was a natural Thank you.
0: Thank you, Paul. Thank you for your time. <laughs> okay, next we uh, will have on uh, stage or virtual stage here. Uh, I'm Hashem, CEO of uh, C- CEO, yes. of co-founder and CEO of Takween uh, Digital, a uh, digital solutions provider for businesses. Well, uh, custom-made solutions. Custom-made solutions. Yeah. Please to be. Uh, we call it a
4: more because now is the tendency to be in a close environment, is to be in this time, kind of places. Uh, I do cave explorations my activity is to understand and study the water systems underground of Lebanon and at the same time trying to create uh, new projects uh, ecological projects underground uh, studying uh, doing uh, surveys and in in some cases also taking very nice scenery because it's a very nice uh, hidden places that that we already have and we should uh, try to uh, protect And in some cases, we have some creatures that they fell in and stay alive in spare times. My favorite five stars hotel, I think you can bet, is this my hammock. uh, Because you can hang it everywhere if you want, under the stars, the trees. Um, This is the perfect place to be, a temperature under zero, so uh, now I'm feeling so warm. Gordon, as you say, we are everyone now aware of the garbage situations, so we should have a kind of uh, green uh, oh, scenery for, for, <laughs> for us to survive better, or oh, my buckets And at the same time, looking at the moon is uh, one of the things that you should do at least one time, because you can see, see a lot know. of uh, details that we cannot see uh, by our own eyes, and at the same time, uh, spending some time watching uh, contemporary uh, dance scenes. It's um, kind of a relief thing. I'm going to show you just a little bit what is contemporary dance. to so think everything else about your day or the week or the month or what's happening, the issues, collecting money or collecting clients and so on. So it's a relief time and especially my favorite PS4, Xbox games is crafting, uh, doing anything, anything not related to technology at the same time but trying at, at a certain time mixing uh, wood and electricity uh, so don't ask me why uh, Early work experience as I was saying I, I used to be uh, the director of information and technology in the TV station uh, I, keep, I didn't start this position I grew up from the simple normal uh, employee to reach uh, creating uh, integrating different systems, how to uh, automate the systems from the academic system, the production, uh, to publish to YouTube. It was the beginning of uh, Facebook and uh, the early days of uh, social media and everything should be online before the TV, but it was a very heavy, uh, tough work. At the same time, I was also in the IT world, so mixing the router and the connectivity of the network, it was a major part and the multimedia part to analyze, do the insights, see what's happening. Uh, if you pay money, you get more view because Facebook, this is their business, and so on. And here it comes the new adventure in my life when I've created with my colleague uh, Taqueen. Taqueen Digital is the word in Arabic uh, and the guys behind us also. This is a picture from one of my clients. Um, Taqueen is a recreation of La Renaissance. And uh, we, our company is named TechWeam.Digital, which is our website also. Uh, still not updated. But, uh, since we're, we're, we are here since uh, late 2015, legally 2016, when we have established the company and we said, okay, we have the idea to develop the digital solutions, but at the same time, uh, we have our own ideas. Let's head the road with our own ideas. So we started with the first idea. Which was um, Calaman, uh, an online tutoring services and uh, we give the tool for teachers and students to get connected not to commute and uh, to waste time on the streets but you can get uh, your teacher online help you to uh, in your courses I'm talking for couples not uh, really actual university students and um, I'm going to show you a small part from my presentation and tell me if it's different from now So the result from this presentation, uh, we presented this product in uh, Grow My Business uh, Bank Audi Competition two thousand sixteen. From one hundred idea presented, we were the last five uh, selected, and unfortunately, it was failed. Uh, Why it was failed? Um, The operation cost was so heavy for us to put in place the application, to put all the marketing and all the. Um, the operations of this uh, platform was so expensive that we couldn't uh, handle it and uh, at the same time one of the uh, judges that uh, he was saying that, if you're going to stay five years to reach your fixed six figures uh, let it go. it's it's worthless. It's uh, it's a waste of time so and waste of energy so we said okay we turned the page the Queen Digital is still here we had some clients We focus on uh, developing some easy tasks to development and to pay all the fixed charges, kind of. So we said at the same time, next, uh, okay, there is a new tendency, 2010, uh, sorry, 2016-17, augmented reality, virtual reality, let's hit the road. Uh, new adventure, new solution uh, from the digital, from the augmented reality. Uh, for example, you can scan our uh, business card. You can get these buttons in the 3D world. Uh, we try to create a platform to um, to, to be uh, your own creator of augmented reality content. Um, same thing. Uh, we had not a competition, but business angels uh, telling us and uh, no, how. What is the the added value of the platform? What is is your business model out of it? Uh, How are you going to make money out of it? So it was very hard to get in place the solution, and it was another failed. Sorry for the sound effects. Uh, (laughs) And um, so we said, okay, uh, being an entrepreneur is always finding a solution. Failing is not an issue. It's always uh, trying to get uh, the best of your failure. So what we said, we learned how to code in augmented reality. We we, we understood the virtual reality, what is behind it. Um, from the online tutoring service, we learned how to make uh, real-time coding also. And when I say we, it's always the the coding part, the the, the team, my associate with hiding. down so, there, uh, and. Uh, so we said, okay, let's focus more. So I'm going to ask you: Do you know what is this, this guy? Yes, anyone? Exactly, Muhammad, uh, Muhammad Ibn Musa uh, Muhammad Ibn Musa Al-Khwarizmi, uh, which is the original of algorithm. Algorithm is the coding sector. This guy, he he survived. He lived from. Uh, 780 to one fifty eighty. So um, he was the beginning, and he was also a practiced uh, mathematics, uh, astronomy, and geology. And he was appointed also the head of the library of uh, the wisdom uh, of Baghdad. I don't know if you know this place, House of Wisdom, Beit al-Hakma, which was the most important library back then in, uh, in the Mesopotamian area. So a big fire exactly, uh, similar to Alexander uh, library uh, so uh, algorithm, what is algorithm, what is our uh, Al-Khwarizmi did it, a part of the algorithm is when you have a certain kind of a criteria thesis, or ACER or a signal uh, that you have an input signal and then you have decisions to make where I go, where should I go, what is the flow of information, how it goes and every solution that you use every application or video that you're playing or a button that you're pressing it will goes through kind of uh, this behavior until the end you get a result or you exit the application but this is only visual if we go a little bit more deeper you start seeing the, the, the boolean's and uh, the conditions and if I have an interval of information you get deeper and deeper encoding and then we said okay let's transform our experience from uh, coding skills to set One codes, minute. okay, to set codes, and at the end, so this is what we have done. We have created our own kind of a workflow to create a user experience. Now you hear it a, little, a lot, and trying to build different solutions with different ideas for different sectors, and trying at the same time using the same infrastructure, which is the code that we have already built from it, and eventually these codes like this. any kind of application WhatsApp or anything else, this is the code. and uh, this is another example of calling information more complicated. and sometimes I'm asking the team' I'm, sure I'm like, oh, uh, and at the end uh, you transform the code into interfaces and these are the interfaces of our clients from our major projects. And mobile application, also more platforms. Finally, to finish in the, the minute remaining, um, to grow and to be as big as the cedar, um, you have to, be to start that small. Awesome. Thank you,
0: Thank you Do you have any questions for Raisan? Questions, guys. I'll ask you a question how often how <laughs> often did you need someone to make you realize that you're fucking up And know sometimes we are in it but we just don't realize that we are uh, I can bounce a little bit on uh
4: presentation from before is when you reach the, this burnout you don't have any more answers and you're saying the wall but you're trying not to not to hit it but sometimes it's very uh, late uh,
0: the fridge uh, you have wet ground so you will hit it very fast very there, did your experiences teach you to like realize uh, red flags earlier uh, and you have n- no, I don't think, because
4: when you're starting your own company, you need to advance. and You need to break the wall and even continue it. And in doing this, always you should to, we should, as entrepreneurs, to keep a, a single thing in our head, never to regret a thing. So from every competition, every uh, communication, every meeting that you did, we learned something, even if it was a door closed on our face. Uh, we learn to uh, how to tackle a new door or a new board or a new laptop <laughs> or to be honest prepared to test uh, your solutions uh, <laughs> thank you yeah, thank you thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> question oh yeah uh, do we have questions yeah. oh okay she uh, first no no oh, just she's out
0: pointing at you <laughs> okay. uh, no, no, no. uh so you are an entrepreneur
4: But um, when can
0: an employee leave their job and start a startup, when is the best time when they should say, you know, I'm leaving, I'm going to build my own company? Honestly? (laughs) i (laughs) the show. But
4: there's like some you know. It's a decision to make. It's a decision to make uh, depending. You should accept the fact that you cannot get whatever you want, uh, so you have to work together. So, uh, either you don't have the security that you have, but you should accept that you don't have any security, you should live at your parents' place, or your wife should base on you, uh, your dinners and uh, your money, uh, your living life, but at the, at the same time, you should expect and accept that you're going to make it better later. And, uh, it will come. uh, You should always, either you get an investor or you get money or you get a better position for another job. So there's always a good uh, positive feedback from trying at least. If you don't try, uh, it was on the slides, at least uh, try it. Uh, This is uh, the thing you
0: can do It You can do it in parallel to your work as a security. Thank you. Any more questions? No? thank you thank you okay you think he is tech support here but no he's our next speaker but that's what great entrepreneurs do they're always here to help fellow entrepreneurs when they need so what Banous is our next speaker he is a co-founder and the
5: director of production at Cohen so hello everyone and uh, welcome to our office. Uh, this is our working space here. Uh, we've been hosted by uh, the wonderful guys at uh, Founders Bay for a few months now. Uh, I'm uh, I'm multidisciplinary. I'm a UI UX expert. Uh, I, I'm in love with technology. Uh, I'm a teacher at the uh, university. Uh, I, I didn't actually start a startup, because the, 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 there was no word a, a startup when I started. I started in 1998, uh, I was still in uh, my, my last uh, school days, and uh, me and, uh, and, uh, and my mate, we, we started a, a, a web design company. Okay, so before that, let's go back three years before this, uh, I received uh, as a gift my first pension. You know what Pentium is? There's a lot of you who don't know what Pentium is. I feel so old now. Uh, Pentium is one of the first processors. Uh, it's a PC with a big screen, you know, big screen, uh, projection screen. So, uh, as soon as I started using the, the PC, I found a certain connection with the PC. I found that I could learn any software I could touch. Uh, I had a very big curiosity using the PC, etc. So I started using there was something called Coral Draw. I'm not sure if you know Coral Draw. It was the Photoshop back like then. Okay. So I started using Coral Draw, and then I started making logos, etc. Uh, I was still at school. I was 15 years old, and I started making some some work for for, for my parents, uh, uh, friends, etc. And I started making some money from this. Uh, then when, uh, as I said, when I when I was at the last year of school. Uh, the, the modems, you know the modems that make that sound okay were, were now available and I was introduced to the world of the internet and Yahoo was the top player over there and it was a revelation for me The whole world was, was in front of my eyes and I could search for anything, find anything and do anything I wanted on the internet uh, A bit later, there was some some, something like Shopify, etc. It was called Angel Fire. I'm not sure you know the tool. Uh, Angel Fire was a tool with that lets you create your own websites. And I was a member of the of the scouts, so I wanted a tool that would make everyone communicate on the same level, because we were like 500 uh, 500 students all in the scouts, etc. So I needed a way to make them all communicate together. So I created the first website. My first website was made on FrontPage. It was a Microsoft tool. Uh, it's all, it's all very old tools. Uh, so, eh?
6: Messenger. Mm-hmm.
5: exactly. Uh, Messenger wasn't there yet. Okay. So I created the first website, uh, and then after creating this first website, here I began my first startup. Of course, we didn't know it was a startup. We never heard of the word startup, entrepreneur, uh, investors, any of these. We started something called eldocamp, ElDokan.com okay and the used to do it was, I guess it was the first up in Lebanon uh, and you used to send everything Lebanese to the world okay so when we did and there was no payment gateway uh, we worked with net we were maybe the first to do that goes to do a payment gateway etc uh, we worked with DHM we, we started the first integration with the shipping company etc and we did a now And you uh, lasted for five years it was doing very well and we were making good money from it, but uh, we fucked up somewhere and uh, we didn't know how to take it to the next level so all we did was having this website selling same stuff to, to the outer world it was only selling Lebanese goods we didn't think of selling something else or maybe something to the Lebanese market etc because no one used use the websites to buy online no one had the credit cards etc so uh, in, in five years later, it was very common to have in every country small shops that sell Lebanese uh, goods, and it wasn't very popular anymore, because shipping, like the uh, Khif from uh, from here, from here to, to, to the United States, costs like uh, $12, and they could buy it from there now. Okay, so this was our first fuck up, we didn't know how to take it to the next level, and uh, time passed by, and we were a bit static. So actually, uh, from the 20 years that I have been in the business, I can't say I failed. I can't say, uh, I, can't say I'll, I'll, I, I, I had some failures, but I can tell you I tripped, I fucked up, I messed up, and then I got up again. So failure is a milestone on the way to success, and we all know this. After Aldo-Kan, we we resurrected because we had no choice. Uh, we had we had got used to to be our own boss bosses, and we were still at the university and uh, we couldn't get a job. So we used we got used to having our own money. So we couldn't uh, uh, stop here and uh, go back to taking money from our parents, etc. Okay. So uh, one thing that helped us go to the next level without failing, uh, we learned two things, and we were using it while we were at at Dukan. Uh, we invested in our personal knowledge, not only in the company. So we all considered that uh, one day our business might transform, might change, but everything we learn will be still ours. Uh, so and we always collected uh, ideas and future directions we might take if it fails. So one very important thing whenever you have a startup is to expect failure. Expect failure and expect what to do back then when it's not a failure these will be your joker cards uh, then uh, we took all this knowledge and uh, the market was a bit more mature to start creating uh, e-commerce websites for clients, e-commerce websites, websites, anything uh, that is digital so we started creating e-commerce websites for Alifai, for, uh, for any partner that any partner that was working with us when we were at Al Dukan, Alifai, uh, Najjar, etc we started creating their own e-commerce websites Uh, so at this level we did not fail, we transformed and I think this is the power of the entrepreneur to know how to transform so uh, we started creating this company uh, that was called Quain, it is still called Quain okay and uh, at this time uh, there was something that was created that changed the internet uh, or the web design uh, world, it was Flash, Adobe Flash. If you remember, it was Macromedia Flash. Okay? So Macromedia Flash was an animation tool that was very easy to use. And uh, it, made, uh, it made things uh, much, much easier for us. And uh, it was uh, very profitable as uh, one developer or one person, or one web designer as it was called, could make the whole website by, by his own. So. Uh, we stopped making e-commerce websites. We moved into uh, designing websites that were animated, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we had a team of around like uh, 20, 25 uh, developers that made Flash websites. We used to do them for, for the release market, for the for KSA, for UAE, etc. But then again, someone called Steve, Steve Jobs, I guess you know him, uh, did something with the iPhone and. Uh, uh, they didn't include the Flash plugin and the iPhones, and uh, suddenly, when Steve said that Flash is not good, Flash wasn't good for anyone, even our clients who had websites. They were happy with, they were no more happy with it. They wanted something else. They wanted HTML, they wanted CSS, they wanted something else. Something that does not move, even though they always requested more animation, more animation, more animation, now they don't want it to move. Anyway, they wanted to open on mobiles. and this was the trend. And here again, we had to code. So it was very difficult for us, instead of failing here, it was very difficult for us to let go of like 25 developers because they couldn't transform, it was very hard to transform from from animation and they were much more design oriented to to programming languages, .NET, etc. So we had to give up our old our developers team and get the new developers and get new developers. And this was Okay, and this was very hard for us to do, so i then going to move faster because it's a long story, it's 20 years. Uh, so, <laughs> so then uh, after, after doing this we, 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 we noticed one thing, we always have to have many parallel business running. I had this opportunity to have two partners with me, my brother and the, uh, my friend, uh, and we could, we could open like more than one company or more than one track, and have each follow on one on one of them. But at the same time keep them all in sync. This is how we, we invented our branding agency. At this time the branding the branding world was very uh, was was very friendly and uh, graphic design transformed into branding and branding was a whole a new world. So we created Kite, Kite Creative, which is also our company, which does branding. Uh, so it's it's a still running company uh, in parallel to Quay. I'm gonna skip, skip, skip. So now, uh, now we are in Quain, and uh, as I told you, the most important thing in a startup or in any business is to adapt. And uh, now I've learned to adapt without coming to the point where we need we need to fail and transform. So we started adapting. Now in Quain, we know very well that uh, the digital world is transforming once again, and uh, people could. could could get a website or uh, a template and go to Shopify and create their own website. And uh, doing something custom is not more of interest for everyone because it costs a lot, etc. So uh, we are transforming into products. We're transforming all our services into products. Now you can come to us, take a product which is SaaS-based and we can customize it for you. Or we we can go to your business and transform your whole business into a digital uh, platform. For letting go, anything uh, for going paperless, etc. So uh, adapting uh, is something that we have learned hard in twenty years, and uh, we think uh, this is the way to go for any startup. Instead of failing, you should adapt. You should uh, every every like a month or two months or three months discuss your previous uh, uh, months and then adapt and change so you can keep up, especially in the world of technology. That's it. Uh, my time is up, uh, back up, but expect and be ready when it happens in order to, to transform or keep it going. Thank you. Thank you, Walid. Questions to Ali? Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, when you said you closed your e-commerce shop, Yes. You said saw it was so. a of closing it because you could have been now soup. and that's what you We could have been. This yeah. is why I said we didn't know how to transform it. And we didn't have the advice. Now, having having like mentors, et cetera, in the startup world as it is right now, it's a bit of a pressure. But I'm pretty sure if we had this advice back then, uh, we would have succeeded in making it like SOOC or any other website. Are you looking for employees? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking for good guys. Uh, yes. <laughs> you can come and visit us. We're here. Now you know.
3: Any other questions? Are you ready for uh, any upcoming fuck-ups? You're ready. <laughs> we hope
5: so. I mean, did you, did you learn to... You can
3: never be ready. I, I mean, um, starting from your experience, uh, can you develop like a certain exit strategy or something like an emergency plan when things like that happen? What
5: if? Do you do you have this? What if? Always? As I said, we always had this. What if? Now we have this. What if? Because we have we have been into so many phases, and we know how the world is transforming. And often it's not it's not because you didn't do a good job. It's because the world is transforming, especially in technology. You you can, you can go like create a, a wonderful idea, and then as another startup comes out and puts uh, more money than than you have you have got as as, as funds and uh, you will be gone, you will disappear. So you always have to have some, as I showed, some jokers in your, in your pocket. To always play your cards again, or to always have a way to say, okay, if this didn't work, okay, I can transform it and go it another way. What did you study? <laughs> uh, and, uh, I studied uh, graphic design. Plus, uh, I had opened my company, so I, uh, I didn't have time to study, so, so yeah, I only graduated. But so no, I I was very good at design back then. Uh, I used to go and just give my projects back, and uh, as, as the teachers came to know me, first they thought I was stealing the projects or having someone helping me, etc. When they came to know me, and know the company, and know I have a company, etc. They had no problem for me just to come and do my projects. Uh, which
1: university?
5: I was at AOT
0: any other questions so I have a question you're doing everything right and I the not know you're trying doing your best you think you're taking all the right decisions. and you suddenly get fucked up by someone else Steve Jobs okay how does that feel compared to getting fucked up by your own mistakes and you you were doing everything right, and then an external factor
5: just like BAM! If this happens to me, I'm pretty sure that it happens to many other people, and there should be a way out. So it's, it's easier, you don't, you don't hit on yourself. This is why it is easy. Thank
0: you. Any last question? Okay, thank you, Ali. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so uh, before we go to the pizza, we'll have a little bit of a chat. Uh, Are you hungry, guys? Yeah, you're here for the pizza. I know. Um, So uh, uh, my biggest fuck up, (laughs) Um, yeah, is um, the first uh, the first actual startup that I tried to make. But what's more important is why was it a fuck up? And I think this is a. uh, very common mistake that many entrepreneurs do is that they invest. And I invested a lot of time, effort, and money in the wrong places and in the wrong things. I, my priorities were messed up. just was my first business. So when you're starting your first business, and oh, well, she, yeah, I want to print business cards and t shirts, and I want to have a website in 10 languages. I actually wanted 10 languages on my website, which no one was visiting. so um, uh, I I wanted to buy a domain name for and I bought it for a thousand dollars who pays a thousand dollars for a domain name Mm -hmm. but Uh I want that domain name okay so I invested a lot of money um, and time and effort in the wrong place in things that do not really matter and I learned along the way that what actually matters is just getting at least one person to pay you a dollar (laughs) <laughs> that's what matters I ended up spending like twenty thousand dollars over the course of two years so not like on silly stuff okay and uh, that was on my project which was called the dream matcher uh, but what was driving me back then was not the actual uh, website the concept was that I wanted people to post their dreams and I wanted to develop some sort of an artificial intelligence that connects you with people who have the potential of making that dream come true okay so if your dream is to like visit a uh, five-star kitchen at a five-star hotel and see how things work it'll match you with someone who works at a five-star hotel right. okay but so what was driving me was um, uh, the, the mission behind it I wanted to build something that helps people make their dream dreams come true so um, I ended up pivoting it from an online thing to an actual event. So just like Fuck Up Nights, I'd say, it's, a, like, uh, it's a branded event. Uh, I license it, people do it around uh, the world, and it's just a networking event where people write their dreams and meet other people who can make their dreams come true. And I did more than 60 of those. Okay, but, but that all happened because what was driving me was not the actual website, was the mission behind it, and I wanted to do it. I found a different way, it actually made money. People paid for it. And it, it worked. Humble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like Sort of anything that uh, the concept was that anything you want to do, whether it's finding a tennis partner or whether it's meeting a celebrity, um, the the concept was building a system that would actively, like the, the system would actively push to you suggestions of people who can make that dream
2: come true. So it wasn't like a list that you would go and search. Did you put your
3: own dream on that website?
0: Uh, I did. I did put like three or four drinks. <laughs> you have to use it, but it didn't work. So, enough with my fuck-ups. There's a reason you have these things here. So your biggest fuck-up... Bu- what?
3: I gave you one too.
0: Yeah, I just said it vocally. I mean, no one's gonna come and read it. I just read mine. Yeah, I just read yours. Uh, so your biggest fuck-up uh, is being an architect. La. Uh, no, I'm joking. La, every joke is like at every- these- least... <laughs> 90% true. Okay. <laughs> Come on. You need to admit it to yourself, isn't it? A, is its it really a joke? Yes. Really, like really. Okay, so what's your
3: reason?
0: So what do we have? Social. So you're really bad at it?
3: No, you're
0: good,
3: you. you're
0: no, no, no. I'm good. So what else? What do we have? Student Loan? Uh,
3: student loan. Loan? loan. What? Yeah. No,
0: unfortunately, Where in How are you dealing with it? Um, pretty hard. <laughs> okay. okay, so anyone would like to share an in-depth Story about their biggest fuck so, up. The, <laughs> is, does, someone, hey, does anyone need fuck like, up therapy? Does someone feel like they're in the middle of something right now and they need help? Tell the story to people. Maybe we can help you get out of that. Uh,
6: okay, so I think that my
3: greatest fuck up was uh, choosing the wrong master's degree. So
6: you chose the wrong master's degree. Yeah. So I. Um, I actually did my master's in theoretical linguistics and comparative philology at Oxford. Um, exactly. I think that answers why it's a mess up. Uh, it's that I chose something that's like extremely theoretical, and um, it's not very. You can't really sell it much in Lebanon. I would say. Um, and I really wish I had majored in something more practical, or at least even if I had majored in like applied linguistics as opposed to semantics and pragmatics and things that are just too esoteric for my own good, uh, it would have been great. And right now I'm suffering because it took me a while to get into the field that I'm actually interested in at the practical level, which is education. And I don't know if you guys have any advice for how to to sell a master's degree because I did do well in school but I feel like here it's just like people are so bogged down on whether or not you actually study uh, the content. Which I think is dumb because you could have the skills more than someone who has a PhD in education but got it from like a crappy school, no offense, a crappy school or just doesn't care or is not passionate or whatever so I think it's more about the skills that you develop throughout your academic career rather than the content that you learned because you're going to forget what you learned anyways, I think. And I'm saying that as a...
0: (laughs) Why did this choice of uh, masters seem? I mean, you, you did it, so at one point that seemed to be the right thing to do, right?
6: It, it was just one of the things. To you, that was what it thing. Like thing, No, I'm just kidding.
0: So, why at that point it seemed to you that that's the right thing?
6: Well, so I specialized in sociolinguistics and pragmatics. I'm very interested in language and context. And so I thought that was super interesting. I still think it's very interesting. But I was 20 years old. So I didn't know that you should think of employability afterwards. I'm working. I have a very good job. I work for the UN now. Just so that you don't all think I'm like <laughs> desperate and gloomy or whatever. I'm happy. But, but you I feel that think you that wasted your. I just think that I wasted some time. I could have just easily gotten into the field as opposed to wasting a few years of like trying to get my foot in the door. That's all I'm saying. Well, I... if I could go back in time, I would have just. It's it's more of a like a of a resentment for three years of
0: trying to get my foot you Any advice to make her feel uh, less guilty about yeah, what exactly, she Yeah, exactly. That's exactly
6: what it is. It's remorse. That's, so the that's what the feeling is. It's remorse. It's not, I have I'm happy. Advice. I have a good job. But it's more like I wasted potential for three years.
3: I think you should start a Facebook page where <laughs> you can share your experience in this field. In this way, yeah. In this way, there's any student who's willing to do this master, they go search and hit your page and they ask you, and you can share your experience with them, and then you uh, avoid the maybe they will avoid a fuck up. Go to Instagram and make dramatic. I
6: don't have an Instagram and I don't like drama, so we're good there.
0: See, my, my advice would be. Um, uh, maybe learn or do something uh, that would not be directly related to what you did, but would what you did in school in your masters would benefit them. Yeah. Because in today's world, uh, like like hybrid, right? like, yeah, exactly, yeah. like hybrid specializations are what makes a person unique. Yeah. Even when it comes to the startup world, yeah, I mean. I, I, I won't claim that I understand what your major is, <laughs> as I heard linguistics. So, even in the technology world, the, the, the whole uh, artificial intelligence with the natural language analysis.
6: Um, but that, my uh, friend, uh, is where I messed up because I told you that even within theoretical linguistics, I chose pragmatics instead of computational linguistics. So, my friends who did computational linguistics are now like, One day,
0: one day an opportunity will arise and you will be the right person because of that
6: background. So if you guys want me to analyze how men and women speak, I'm your girl. Like I will analyze your linguistic patterns, so that's if you need someone for that.
0: (laughs) So do we have any other stories or uh, uh, fuck-up therapy needed? All good? Well, thank you guys for um, joining us. Thank you for listening. And, uh, I definitely, would like to invite you um, across the building. I
1: just want to thank quickly like the people who worked on this.
0: Yeah, no, thank them. Like
1: I want to thank Elias and Founders Bay uh, team. I want to thank the this shaman team, like uh, again. And I would like to thank Edge and tell her like goodbye. This is her last basically day in Lebanon and last event. Uh, Eje, she's uh, half German, half Turkish, and she's our intern. So without these people, this didn't <laughs> happen. And I also would like to, add, uh, to like say thank you to the team who made this great poster, like Nadine being in his swimming suit, and uh, everyone being suited up. I think this like poster made the hit for this event. And other pizza time.